Well, welcome guys this morning. Glad you guys are here. Um, I just wanted to just share kind of a cool testament that happened two days ago. Um, Addie and I, we were getting lunch with Jacob and Mariah at uh, Branch Street, really good pizza there. And then after, we went over to a youth camp uh, right behind the village. There was a camp going on, about five different youth groups together. And these kids are just really hungry for the Holy Spirit. And um, so anyways... They wanted us to prophesy over the kids. They, they were hungry. Like, hey, prophesy. And so, um, but the first thing I feel like the Lord put on our heart is just to just get real and be transparent. Sometimes people, they connect not always with our testimonies, but sometimes our brokenness, areas that we've struggled in. And so I was just dealing about, you know, fear. That's something that I've dealt with in my past. And, um, and then God gave me a dream. I'm not going to go into detail, but I, I explained it. It's First John 4.18. It says, perfect love casts out all fear. You know, that when we get filled with his perfect love, that drives out fear. And that's the decision we have to make, I think, every day. I think um, anxiety, all that stuff is a real thing. But anyways, I was sharing that. And um, before going into ministry time, I wanted to make sure that we just gave the kids an opportunity to give their life to Jesus. And you just never know. It's the greatest miracle when one person gives their life to Jesus. And so right there, um, just ask them. And there was about one hand went up and like a little low like this and another hand. And there was about 10 or 11 kids that raised their hand for salvation. And so, um, yeah. And... My thing is, too, maybe, maybe some were rededication or whatever, but at the end of the day, you, you never go wrong asking if you want to give your life to Jesus. And um, so then we went into some prophetic ministry, and Addie was like, hey, you in the green? Hey, you in the yellow? Like she was going for it, and, and Steve Joyce is there, too. Um, but it was just a really good time. We just pray for the joy of the Lord. I think these kids really need prayer today. The stuff that they're going through, the social media, the peer pressure, they need to be covered in prayer. And so I just want to encourage you guys, pray for these kids. Pray for the kids that are under attack today, okay? Just so much pressure, um, especially with the gender confusion, all that stuff going on. Just pray for them every day. Just lift them up in prayer. Um, not just at this church, but wherever. Um, so anyways, I went back home, and it was a long day. I like to really prepare for these messages. I don't just put it together. I'm not the most natural speaker in the world, so it takes time to prepare and, and go through it, and it's like making a good steak. You got to take time to prepare it. And so anyways, I was tired all day preparing, so I went back home, and I turned on the Braves game, the baseball game, and helps me relax a little bit. But um, the Lord put on my heart again. I know I shared it last Wednesday. But this Sunday, because it's a new crowd, to talk about the tithe and offering. And sometimes we hear that word and it might trigger you. It might be like, oh, that's not, you know, for today anymore. But, you know, coming from a place of generosity and really getting to what God says in the Bible. And to be very clear, it, we're under grace, okay? We're not under the law. We're under grace. And the main emphasis in the New Testament is that we're led by the Holy Spirit and what the Lord puts on our heart. And so please don't leave right now before I get into the message. Um, it's really, it's all an opportunity. And it's really an opportunity to build the kingdom. You know, I, I don't believe in pressuring people. I don't believe in obligating. But I believe that God gives us an opportunity. And so he gives us freedom. 
And so um, I'm going to go right into to Malachi chapter 3, and we're going to get right into it. And it's verse 10. And so I'm just going to, you know, this is the, the setting of Malachi. This is the last book in the Old Testament. And then God doesn't speak for 400 years. That's a long time without hearing God's voice. And so maybe some of the last things he says before he goes silent might want to pay attention a little bit. Um, and Malachi, his name means messenger. His name means like being a prophet, um, being a servant of the Lord. And um, during this time too, in Malachi's time, um, the priests, they didn't have any uh, provision in the storehouse. So the priests had to leave their priestly duties and then go get a job. So they had to neglect the church. Okay, the ministry. I'm so thankful that we have provision here. So thankful for your guys' giving hearts. But during this time, they weren't doing that. And so they were neglecting, you know, the ministry. And so this is when the Lord says in verse 10, bring the whole tithe in to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And tithe means one-tenth. Um, but storehouse is that it's your local church. So it's not just, well, I bring my tithe over to that ministry and then over there. It's wherever you're plugged into your local church. That's the storehouse. Okay. And it says, test me in this. This is the only time the Lord says, test me, test me now in this. Don't test me next year or in five years, test me now. And so a lot of people say, well, this is under the law. Um, that's true, but this is a principle that still holds true today. And in verse six, it says, I, the Lord do not change. Okay, so these are benefits that we get, even when it's not attached to faith, these are still benefits that we can get, okay? And if you guys don't like to be blessed, sometimes Christians are the hardest people to bless. They just don't bless me, no, no, no. It's only spiritual blessing. This is very specific about not just spiritual blessing, okay? So don't be more religious than the Bible. If God wants to bless you, let him bless you, okay? Okay? So I'm just going to let that sit for a second. It says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, you will not have room enough for it. Okay, that's a pretty good problem to have. You don't have enough room for it. And this is so much that you actually bless other people. It's actually not just for you. It's so other people can get blessed. All right. So it's selfish if only we have enough for ourselves. If we get so blessed by the Lord, we bless the homeless, those in need, people in Africa. That's the true blessing God wants us to have. All right. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. This is another benefit. Okay. If you're not a farmer, this still resonates because if you have any pests at your work, at your job, things are always going wrong. Things are always devouring. Things are always bothering you. God says, I want to take care of the pest at your work. Okay. In the new King James version, it says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So, you know, when things keep breaking down, things keep going wrong, do you want to have to rebuke it or do you want to have God start rebuking things that are going wrong? Okay. And this is good news. I mean, no one's in trouble. We're not going to take an offering after this is one time a year. I'm just going to let you guys know one Sunday. I'll do this a year. Okay. So if you don't want to come back next year during this time, write it in your calendar, but I think you guys are missing. <laughs> 
This is one time, honestly, in 10 years of ministry, I can count on one hand how many times I've preached this message, okay? So I think there's been a lot of just confirmation about preaching this. It's time, you know? And so anyways, this is not my favorite subject to talk about, but now I'm really excited because God wants, wants to set us free from money. That's the whole point. He wants to set us free from it where it doesn't control us, okay? And so he wants to take care of the pests in your work. Um, also, the vines in your fields will not fail the fruit, okay? So let's say you work 40 hours a week and you don't have the fruit of your labor. That means you're not going to labor in vain, Okay, that means you work hard, you actually get the fruit for your hard work. That's another benefit. Okay, says the Lord Almighty. I love this one, verse 12. Then all the nations will call you blessed. That means that the Lord blesses this house and then we bless other nations. Okay, so then people in Mozambique, people in Ethiopia, wherever, they say, wow, the Lord is blessing Five Cities Vineyard because their blessing is coming to us. Okay. So we have to look outward more than ourselves. This is a kingdom thing, you know, because the George Soros of today, the Bezos, the Bill Gates, they're running things right now. We need spirit-filled believers to stand up to the plate and build spirit-filled churches. Yeah. So it's a kingdom mindset, all right? Um, and then this is actually one of my favorite little benefits. If you guys don't want any blessings, that's okay. You don't have to take it. You can pass it to your friend. But this one says, yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Okay, this is, I looked into this, prayed about it. Um, in the beginning, when Adam fell, curse came to the, the woman. There was going to be pain and childbearing, but curse came to the man that his labor was cursed. Okay? And so I just want to go straight to it. It's in Genesis 3. Because this is redemption. The, this is the first book in the Old Testament. Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. This is chapter 3. Malachi is chapter 3. I think there's a couple similarities. But this was the curse that came to Adam when we all felt, when he fell and the curse came to all of us. It says, cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. So his work was cursed. I think one of the biggest stressful things today is oftentimes our work. Well, I'm so stressed. I have so much anxiety. And so when it comes to this, God wants to redeem our work to the original design where it's delightful again. Because Adam, before the fall, he enjoyed his work. It was an act of worship. And then when the fall happened, it was cursed. So I believe this is another benefit. We give it on to the Lord. We say, Lord, this comes from you. This isn't from me. Does that make sense? He wants us to wake up on a Monday morning and love to go to work. I, I believe we're going to be working in heaven. We're, it's an act of worship. So it doesn't have to, I have to go to work on a Monday morning. He wants us to be so excited. I get to, and it's delightful again. Okay. And so these are just the benefits of just, this is a principle, even if it's not attached to faith, that can still happen today. Because he's still God yesterday, today, and forever. But 
there is even a better covenant, which is the covenant of grace that we're all under. Okay, as you guys know that we're not under the law. Okay, you know, I was praying about this. Okay, God, I want to make sure this is only a grace message. I don't want to preach any law at all. Okay, this is a principle that can happen. Um, but I was praying in the, in the Holy Spirit and just really, Holy Spirit, please speak. And I was even listening to like the biggest like grace teacher right now. One of the guys, his name is Joseph Prince. And he believes in this message too about really going, coming from grace and coming from what the Holy Spirit says. And so um, in, in chapter 14, this is the first time tithe is ever mentioned in the Bible. And uh, we're just going to get some understanding about this because there's a lot of confusion. And so we're going to bring clarity to this. Um, and it says in Abraham and Lot, um, Lot got stolen. Okay. It was his nephew. They don't know where Lot went. Someone took him. And um, so anyways, Abraham had to get Lot back. He recaptured everything. And so this is where we are. It says in verse 18, Genesis 14, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He, he was priest of God most high. And he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then... Abram gave him a tenth of everything. This is not something that Abram had to do. This is 400 years before the law was ever given. This was a response. He was so blessed by God. This was an act of thanksgiving back to the Lord. I think a lot of times we get it mixed up. Well, if I do this, then God will bless me. But under grace, Abram, he was a friend of God, and he was so blessed by God freely first, that was his responsibility back to the Lord. Melchizedek is actually representation of Jesus. Okay, so this is under grace. This is not something, he didn't read the law 400 years before. Okay, and I was thinking of like an example for this. And if, I, if we have kids one day, Addie and I, let's say we have two boys and a girl. Let's say the girl's an angel, so she's fine. But let's say the boys, um, let's say the boys are 16 and 13, and, you know, we take care of everything for them, okay? The gospel's free, okay? So we take care of everything. We pay their rent. They get their own room. They have a roof over their head. They have a bed. They have a pillow. They get food on the table. They have a toilet. They have everything. <laughs> and so, you know, the least I would want for my kids is that they would be thankful. I think it would be a bummer if I had to tell them, Hey, you guys got to be thankful. Hey, you should help out around the house. And so one way to show Thanksgiving is, you know what? Clean up your room from time to time. Hey, help out your mom around the house. Hey, maybe take out the trash. And so these are very simple um, acts of gratitude, but I think it would be more of a bummer if they did it with grumbling and complaining. Oh my gosh, I have to take out the trash again. Meanwhile, his whole house is, is covered, you know, and... You know, the mom takes him to the school. He gets free clothes every year. It's school year time. And so I think that comes from a place of like being thankful for God. Abraham, like I said, he was not told to. He was thankful. It came from a place of gratitude. I think so many times we've heard in the church, well, you need to do this. I think we missed the whole point if our heart is not into it. 
Okay, so that's under grace is that Abraham wanted to show gratitude to the Lord. It wasn't something that he had to do. Okay, if, you know, if the father sent his son, you know, to die for us, I think it's okay to show gratitude back more than just words. Okay, and so the first key for, for really just giving under grace is that it's an act of gratitude. We don't have to. It's not something that we're forced to. It's just being thankful. Okay, that's just a good reminder. You know, if your wife cooks you a nice dinner, you're going to be thankful. You're not like, oh, well, I, you, I deserve this. You're not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, and I talked to, you know, Pastor Jose on the phone yesterday. Because I want to make sure, you know, like, you know, we're seeing eye to eye. And he goes, oh, well, I, I started tithing back in 1983, and I haven't missed a month since, so 40 years ago. And you see the fruit of it, and you see the benefit, and it's, he's so generous. It's all about being generous to others. Um, and actually, right now, I just want to show some ministries that um, we're supporting, you know. And so I actually made a little slide of uh, just different ministries, so to make sure he doesn't stay here, it goes outward. Um, is there someone back there, Fisher? Okay. So we help out with People's Kitchen. Okay, next one, we're just going to go fast because there's a lot. Lifeline, this is a pregnancy um, ministry we help out with. Next one, Captive Hearts. Okay, next one. Okay, Knowing You Matter, this is suicide uh, prevention. Okay, a couple more. Um, Pacific Justice Institute, keep going. We're just going to go quick through these. Okay, Thanksgiving and Christmas giveaways. Okay, next one. Uh, Convoy of Hope. Okay, next one. Okay, uh, Life Water, keep going. Um, Embrace Grace. Okay, next one. Uh, Open Doors, this is for those who are persecuted. Okay, next one. Okay, also Mission Trips in Mazalon. Okay, next one. Um, in Mozambique. Okay, keep going. Okay, missionaries, the Wombles in Japan, their family, keep going. Okay, also this orphan Sephora, keep going. And that gives them just, we take care of everything for them. Okay, next one. And then we actually just committed to also supporting, uh, next slide is, there's one more, the um, Bolton family too. And it's not in Japan, just to be clear, it's Papua New Guinea. <laughs> But just to be clear, like, it's good to be transparent with you guys. Sometimes we hear about it and like, okay, well, where does it even go? And this is a lot of the places that your guys' tithe and offering goes to is all these ministries. And so that is something that to have the fear of the Lord on is like, this is God's house. This is God's money. And we want to be good stewards of it. Okay. We want to be transparent. We don't want, this is right here on the table. Okay. And so, um, Abram. And this is one benefit. This is greater than any possession that comes back your way. Because the thing about if you tithe under the law, that means you're, you're focused on possessions and you're focused on money. We don't want to be focused on money. We don't want to make that a goal. And so that's why this is so powerful under grace. Because in chapter 15, it says the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your very great reward. And so every time that, you know, provision comes our way, my way, I'm making a statement that I worship God. I don't worship money. I'm not ran by money that I'm led by the Holy Spirit. And so every month it's a reminder. I give it to the Lord. I don't, I'm not ran by money. Does that make sense? So God is my reward. The presence of God is what we pursue. 
And I think we have to remind ourselves every month that our salary or our paycheck, that is not my reward. It's the presence of God. And I think sometimes you look at different ministries and they end up going a wrong direction because they're led by money. And this is what Abram did. And it, it, the Lord said, I am your reward. It's not your paycheck. This guy had a lot of wealth, but God had to remind him that I am your reward. Okay, so I, it's a reminder every month that money does not own me, the Lord does. Okay, I want it, we want to stay free from money. You can either serve God or serve money. And so that's why under grace, it's a reminder every month, everywhere, wherever you are, I serve the Lord. Okay? And then there's one more. It says, um, Abraham said, O sovereign Lord, what can he give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be the, my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, this man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the heavens, count the stars, if indeed you can, count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited to him as righteousness. And so this is something money can never buy, is family. And I, one problem when money gets a hold of people is they have no time to be with their family. They don't prioritize being with their son, playing catch with their, their son, and so this is what I love so much is that Abram, he had all the money he needed, but he wanted a boy. And these millionaires out there, they're ran by it. They have no time to be with their kids. And so this is such a reminder that not to let work um, dominate um, your life and don't let work ever take away from time. You got to be with your kids. And so this is just a really good, this is a greater benefit than any money could ever buy is kids, is family. Okay. And so um, that is just a reminder that I felt like I was supposed to share because we live in a rat race society where we're ran by it and it's, just, it's nonstop and it's never enough. It's no, well, I got to get another car. I got to get another house. And meanwhile, we're not spending time with our kids. And so under grace, it gives us a right priority that God is my highest reward, and then my family, okay? Um, and so what I want to do, actually, is just invite the worship team up. Um, I just want to pray. I just want to pray. I just feel like I had a dream um, a, a week ago, and I was going to um, get this corn, you know, the corn, what's it called? Corn husk? But it was too early. I had to let it ripe. And I had to let wait on it. And I feel like it's really important um, what God is doing here, not to feel like we have to hurry into stuff or rush into stuff, but just to wait and just to take our time. I feel like that's a corporate word for a lot of people is patience. Okay. And so if you guys could all just stand up, I just want to pray. Um, hmm. And mark it down your calendar next year if you don't want to hear that. <laughs> but seriously, um, you know, Lord, we just thank you that you own it all. You own all the cattle's on the hill. And uh, this is a place of you actually just want us free. 
It's not about a place of manipulation or we just want to be free from the love of money. And Lord, we ask that you would set us free uh, to bring us into right priorities, that God, your highest reward, the presence of God is what we want. We want to move the Holy Spirit. And, uh, but we don't want to have family come fifth place after our job. And so let us pray right now too, if uh, maybe uh, people that are always working, 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 set us free from that curse of just work. I just pray that we can delight in it again. Just bring us back to the, just that first love. Yeah, we just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.